morning, folks. Welcome back to Coffee Time with Almeida. This is today is Friday, May 1st. Whoa, we made it to May and it's still shitty and rainy out. All right. April showers bring May flowers. May showers bring puddles. Um, anyway, so I just want to let everybody know that I'm taking next week off to reorganize my thoughts. And then we'll be coming back at you live on May 11th with uh, my friend who is a nurse on the front lines, Karen Vieira. And today we have the cocktail guru, Jonathan Pogash. Jonathan, welcome to Coffee Time with Almeida. Hey, it is an absolute honor and a pleasure, my friend. Oh, cheers, man. Thanks for coming on. I'm so glad you got to come on today. Um, how's it going? It's going. It's going. I um, I think I'm just kind of waking up a little bit. This is a little early for me to be down in my lab. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's always great to see your beautiful face. Oh, stop lying. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you got some coffee in that cup. It's a uh, uh, coffee, milk, no sugar. I see. Right. Correct. Yeah. All right. Cheers. Wow. Cheers. Milk, no sugar. Oh. Everybody takes their coffee. Different. I haven't had one single guest out of, so you're the 20th guest so far. This is the week four, end of week four. Wow. And, um, not a single person drinks the coffee the same way. I mean, variety is the spice of life. Mm. Right. And do you, how do you make your coffee? Do you have a machine? Um, we have, a um, one of those. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 I like this. What's that? It's called the, um, it's, Chemex. It's, uh, Chemex. what's that? Chemex? Or oh, Chemex. Chemex. Oh, I haven't seen Chemex. one of those. Uh, well, anyways, let's get to it. So uh, let, let's tell us a little bit. Of, you're, in your, you're in your lab right now, right? I am, yeah. I've uh, kind of built up the basement a little bit um, in my house. And I have, you can't see it, but I have rows and rows of alcoholic beverages. Oh, um, I've seen it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you haven't seen it like this, though. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, because I've or I have we we section things off, so we put up walls. Oh, okay. Um, we made a kids' playroom over there, and then this whole side is all my stuff. Very, you know, somewhat organized. Are you in the back corner or where your liquor shelves were? Um, so if you go downstairs, it's on the left. Okay, it's, cool. Yeah, there were already there were shelves there, but all it's right. it's more organized. Now it's a room. Now it's a room. Now it's a room. It's I your... have a sink. I have a fridge. I have a freezer. Whoa. So tell, tell us a little bit about what you do, actually, just so we can fill the folks. Oh, yeah, sure. So uh, I have a consulting company called The Cocktail Guru. And I, during other times, aside from now, I travel all over the U.S. and I work with bartenders and I train bartenders and I work with a lot of liquor companies and I do consulting for the liquor companies. I consult for bars and restaurants. I design their beverage programs and implement craft cocktail programs. And we do a lot of corporate team building mixology classes as well. Um, all across the U.S., I have a team of wonderful mixologists in almost every city. And we've done, we've been able to fortunately translate a lot of those things virtually now. Um, so I've already been doing and booking uh, virtual corporate team buildings, virtual happy hours, trainings with my liquor brand partners. Cool. So... I mean, you've been affected by COVID, obviously, right? You can't, you're not traveling I, anymore. You were traveling a lot. It, it's completely, it, every, every, my business is travel and events and groups over 10 people, <laughs> you know? Oh, geez. <laughs> oh, uh, just a, a Ben Terry says, hey, buddy, good morning. Hey, hey, Ben. Um, so you normally are in Newport all summer long. Yeah, um, you know, that's how I got started up here. I was living in New York City, and that's where I, I started my bar career. I moved up to Southeast Mass with my wife, Megan. She's from here. And I hustled before moving to try to see what was around. 
that I could do and everything was Newport. So I basically centered my business in New England, in Newport. And summertimes I do things almost every weekend. And the governor of Rhode Island just essentially canceled all events greater than 50 people, I think, uh, in the state of Rhode Island. So my entire summer, I guess I'm going to still be doing this. <laughs> how, do, how do you like doing the virtual um, team building? How is it? I like it. It's, it's interesting. Um, it's, it, you know, I, I do live, I, you know, in person, I do very few of them. I have other people do them for me. Mm-hmm. So this is actually a little bit more personal and I get to see more people now that I'm doing it virtually, ironically enough, with the team buildings and people seem to like it. And, you know, we give, we have the, the, this company that we partner with, uh, with cocktail kits. And mm-hmm. so we mail out cocktail kits and they can follow along we send them lists of ingredients and they can follow along and it's cool. I do trivia, you know, it's fun. Um, yeah. Cause I was going to say you, I mean, I've been on one of your teams that was remote without you there. Yeah. Um, and uh, it was fun. Definitely, definitely fun time. So I can see it uh, being more interactive for you since you're now you've cut the middleman out kind of right. You're, you're just, I mean, you still have your teams out there, but you are, you are doing the trainings. Yeah. And I'm also, you know, part of it is to build it up so that I can rehire the people that I was working with before and they could do the virtual team buildings. Oh, Brian Cass says good morning. Hey, Brian Cass. <laughs> buddy. Um, so let's see here. Um, what do you got going on? Do you, do you feel like making something or? Yeah, I have some stuff to make something. All right. Awesome. Let's, let's, let's make I, a drink. I'll okay. ask you some questions. So I thought I thought I'd I thought I'd go on the trend of the um that whipped coffee. I think they call it the I, I'm not I'm not a young person, obviously, neither are you, Chris, obviously. So they call it I guess they call it the TikTok coffee. Oh really? Um, I, I've only heard about the whipped coffee like two times. So you're definitely educating me right now. It's definitely not new. There's been whipped coffee, you know, in Greece they have something called frappe, which is like instant coffee whipped with milk and sugar. Mm-hmm. But I guess there was some kind of a TikTok challenge or TikTok, whatever, um, where people were making whipped coffee. So I'm going along with the trend and I have my instant coffee here. And we're going to do a little drink. Actually, I have my my ice right over here. I'm going to open up my freezer and grab my big cube. Oh, here we go. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Have you used, have you seen these before? No, what is that? So, um, what is this company called? I forget, but <laughs> they, uh, it, this is directional freezing, um, ice maker. Oh, here it's called clearly frozen. They're, they're out of Massachusetts actually. Oh, clearly wow. Frozen. Yeah. And it, it has this styrofoam insulation and then it, it creates the perfectly square clear cubes. Basically. Holy crap. Yeah. So after all these years of using cold draft and all this other stuff. Yeah. I mean, look, Pine bell. What? It's a nice, you know, it's pretty clear. Um, are you putting hot water in there when you do it? Yeah. So first, first, what I'm going to do is take my, I have some of my extra coffee with milk here and I'm just going to pour a little bit over ice just like that. And I have three different types of sugar. I have white sugar, brown sugar, and coconut palm sugar. And you can use any sugar that you have at home. It's really not a big deal. And we'll just put that in the shaker. I'm going to whip it in the shaker. Okay. A little bit of, oh yeah, hot water. One sec. (laughs) I'm right. I'm still here. Don't worry. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's cool, man. We're getting Uh, your, uh, 
background. I like it. Yeah, there you go. My background, right? Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to put a little bit of hot water in this. Just like that. Well, um, Frank, Mart Frank Martucci says good morning, too. Tooch! <laughs> Tooch. Love it. Um, and, oh, oh yeah. Um, okay, so we've got the, we'll put the coffee in now. We'll put the instant coffee crystals, about two little teaspoons here. And uh, in honor of you. All right, a little Portuguese there. A little Portuguese, just a tiny little splash. This is essentially non-alcoholic, but with just a tiny touch of uh, Madeira wine. And we'll do like one little cube in there and give it a little whip, okay? Whip it, good. This will take a little while, so we can also we can talk while we uh, while we whip this. The Mark Marco Meza said what's happening. Also, hey Marco, is Marco um? So are they doing to go cocktails in Rhode Island, or is it just like mixers? Uh, right now, it's only mixers. Okay. Um, so I know like uh, Dolores and the Eddie, they're all doing to go mixers. Right. Yes, I've, I've seen Marco post photos, and um, the Eddie post photos too. Yeah. So I wish, I wish we could do cocktails in Rhode Island. That would be cool. Or in Massachusetts. Yeah, I think it, I think it needs to happen, especially if things are looking the way they're looking for the next six months or however long. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. This should be just about ready. Oh, look at that. Beautiful, huh? Whew. Okay. So we'll just pour that right on top. Whoa. Whoa. Oh, it looks awesome. Oh, I hear I hear some uh, children crying upstairs. <laughs> just what happens? Hey, if I had a dollar for every time my kids cried, <laughs> I have cinnamon sugar. Woo! Look at that! All right, cheers. That looks awesome. That right, good. Cheers. I'm gonna take a little sip. Okay. Whipped coffee. I need to start. I need to start making that. Whipped. You could put your, you know, environmentally friendly straw inside if you want. Like that. Mm. That's good. You wouldn't think that you know Madeira wine or any kind of wine would go well with coffee, uh, but it, but it actually does. It, you taste it in there, and it's it's sweet. It's it's aromatic. It's uh, spicy. It's it's really nice. I, I love putting alcohol in the coffee. Um, you know, especially things you wouldn't normally expect. Right. I know. Um, I remember your sailor's tonic. Yes. That drink is awesome. Yes, that's right. Yeah, Little Moss. That was what was oh, that? that? Uh, it was rum, right? It was it was uh, spice rum? Was it spice rum in that drink? I don't remember. It was spice rum, like tonic syrup, and uh, or tonic and and coffee. I definitely ripped off that a couple times in the past couple of years. You know that that it just but drink shaking the coffee just like gives a really nice foam. It's a, it really comes out yes. really great. Yes, you get the crema. I, I love one of my favorites is mixing coffee or a coffee liqueur or espresso with tropical flavors like pineapple and and mango and passion fruit oh all right i haven't gone down that road maybe i need to and mm -hmm. a little bit of cinnamon the cinnamon always right cinnamon yeah <laughs> i like using a, using a lighter and you know um grinding the uh grating the cinnamon and making it flare up oh yeah that definitely nice nice uh visual for the for the guests they love that <laughs> they like fire <laughs> They love, I mean, fire, I, I was, I've been doing several of these virtual happy hours and every time I show people how to flame an orange twist, you know, and they're like, Bleh! 
Yeah. Uh, your mind is blown. <laughs> so let's get a little serious here. You want to talk about the future? What the, the future, future of, our, of our industry? The future of us? Oh, yeah. Oh, um, I mean, I mean, hopefully, you will be friends for you know for a long, long time as long as you know. Friends for life. Yes, the future. Well, of our don't get us. Um, but yeah, the future, the future of uh, the, our our industry. Yeah. What do you think is going to happen? Um. Well. I think it's really interesting that that places are starting to open up again now. Um, I don't think anywhere is nearly ready. I, I don't think I, I don't think places should be opening up. Number one, I, I think it's too soon. Yes, agreed. Um, I think it gives a false hope um, to not only guests but also to bartenders um, more specifically because there are so many. There are a lot of restrictions, um, which I guess is is good, you know, um, if you are opening up, you know, 25% capacity, uh, 30%, whatever, each state has their own sort of limit. You can only have be at tables outside, six feet apart. Everyone has to wear masks and all of that. Um, and that's good. But like I said, I think it's too soon. And I see, and I'm a member, I'm a member, I'm a member of a lot of Facebook groups, of, you know, bartender Facebook groups. Um, and people are, Bartenders, I think, are, are worried. They're saying, you know, my boss just told me to come back to work on Monday and I don't feel comfortable doing that. And if I don't go back to work, then I can't get unemployment because I'm refusing work. And, you know, I think it, this is a really tough time for a lot of 30. I think 31 states are 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 reopening their businesses starting next week. Oh, really? Um, that many? Jeez. Yeah. In some capacity. In some capacity. Um, but it's not going to be the same. We have, we have places that are already closing for good. Pegu club in New York city just yesterday mentioned that they're closing for good. Are you serious? Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. Pegu club that they were celebrating their 15th anniversary this October. Oh, um, and like they're, they're, yeah, I know they're an iconic, iconic cocktail bar in New York city. One of the very first to bring the craft cocktail movement to the people um, in New York and Audrey Saunders is the owner. She started it with Julie Reiner and she posted a long tribute uh, yesterday and it's, it's heartbreaking. And we're going to see that we're going to see, I think a lot of restaurants starting to open up and they're just not going to be able to survive um, with the limited service and limited capacity. Well, exactly. Because how can you cover your overhead? You know, you're going to, yeah. and you're going to have all these new expenses like masks and gloves and disposable of this and disposable of that. And then hiring this person for this new job and, you know, checking people at the door. Um, it seems like craziness to me. It, it's, it's craziness and it's going to take so long. It's going to take a long time to recover. I do believe we will. Um, but, but it, it's changing the industry. It's changing the hospitality world for good in some ways. You know, I think, Prices of drinks will change. Food prices will change. Um, the way that restaurants are laid out will change for sure. Um, you know, I think a lot of bars will start eliminating bar stools in general when they start to create their bars. Um, and, you know, it might just be a, a walk-up bar or, you know, a service bar mostly. Um, and more outdoor areas, which is good. I think places will, will really start to create more outdoor areas. Um, it'll be tough in our area because it's very limited two or three months where people can really be outdoors comfortably. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of space, especially in the city, don't have space, outdoor space availability at all. Right. And I, I saw, you know, I've, I've been following, like I said, I've been following people in the industry and um, Maine just this week started doing to-go cocktails, which is great. Um, one of my team members, Liz Smith, 
she works for the cocktail guru. She also runs bar and um, she's been super busy making cocktails. There are restrictions, you know, it has to be with food. Um, they have to uh, email the, uh, the liquor board. I, I think every day or every time there's an order that comes in something. Um, and they're even talking about potentially, I think it was, it was Brianna um, who owns a uh, hunt and Alpine club. Mm-hmm. Um, Brianna and Andrew, uh, they're pushing for, I don't know if they are pushing for it, but some people are pushing for the cities to allow parking spaces outside of restaurants and bars to be used as outdoor areas. Um, so I, I don't know if that's happening in other parts of the country as well, but that's kind of an interesting idea. Designating sidewalk and parking spots in the street and, and blocking them off for seating. Oh, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, I know that like Providence did something last year where they had like um, like green area. They took all the parking spaces up. Do you remember that? And they, they served in the street. Type yes. Of thing? Yes. Yes. Um, and, you know, you look at Maine and they're a control state. So their liquor laws are pretty crazy. So, yeah, they're they're a control state. And, you know, Pennsylvania is is looking like they might do to go cocktails and Oregon as well. Um you know, Florida's been doing it. I, New York's been doing it. Um, several other states have been doing it. Uh, it's interesting in Florida. One of my favorite places in Fort Lauderdale is Mai Kai. Have you been to Mai Kai, Chris? No, no. I haven't been down so, there since I started getting into cocktails. So okay, it's um, it's really it is a cocktail place, but it's not a craft place. It's one of the last remaining traditional tiki bars. They do a tiki show. They do several tiki shows every night. It's really cool. Um, it's Polynesian tiki bar. Uh, and they are famous for obviously their tiki cocktails, but they're doing gallons and gallons of tiki cocktails to go. So every week I see their posts on Facebook and it's just like gallons of jugs and they're, you know, the bartenders are, are pre-batching and it's just incredible. It's, it's, it's really incredible. Um, I mean, really it's the only way we can go if they expect us to survive without having bars, you know, and how many bartenders are out of work right now? like across the country is probably got to be millions, right? I think it's, I think it's 80%. Oh, really? So in, um, what are, what else are we supposed to do? You know? Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's really nothing else to do. And it's interesting too. Um, in my, for me personally, most of my work, well, my work is almost 50, 50 off premise and on premise. So for those people who are not familiar off premise, is like liquor stores and consumer-based events, and then on-premises bars and restaurants, right? So off-premise liquor sales are up, right? Because everyone is stashing booze and ordering liquor and going to the liquor stores since, in, since it's an essential business. But bar and restaurant liquor sales are super down. I think it was about 80% down liquor sales for bars and restaurants as well. Um, so it's it's a balance for me because... My cons- the consumer events have been canceled and then the bar and restaurant, obviously that's not happening. So the budgets with liquor brands and, and then that's all in flux as well. So th- it's a trickle down effect, you know, the bars and restaurants and then people who are in my position and then other, other people in the hospitality industry too. Uh, yeah. So for like my, my particular uh, situation, if we just go to, to go for however many months where I'm at the tasty, um, my job is technically eliminated. Well, 
but you're gonna but you're gonna be the creative and you're gonna batch the cocktails and yeah and rest. exactly exactly so hopefully that we can get saved by being able to go do to go and like, we already have a plan that we're talking about for mixers you know but um for to make it worth it for everybody we really need to get that the dollars into this liquor sales right 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 and you know um i don't know if if the tasty has done it but there there's the ppp loans i'm assuming that they've filed for a oh yeah we got one but we're not sure we're going to use it i i just found out i got mine yesterday oh really um, yeah and i don't I, I don't know how it works because i'm also getting unemployment um so if i I don't know if I can still get unemployment if I use the loan, you know? You can't. I can't, right? No. Um, this is a longer conversation. Maybe we can chat about it later. But I know that you have to use the PPE loan, all of it, uh, in eight weeks. Right. Um, and you also have to bring back 75% of your staff. Or 75%. Yeah, 75% has to be for payroll. Yeah, for payroll. Um, and um, I think there were some other weird things in there, too. But um eventually like you know you have this money for eight weeks it's a buffer and then after eight weeks if things don't aren't better for you then i guess you can lay your staff back off and put them back on unemployment but who's to say you know what buffer time that's going to be is i mean i think everybody is in the same boat no one knows what to do yeah yeah um it's i never i never thought that in my lifetime or in any of my family's lifetime they would we would be experiencing this um yeah, it's crazy because, you know, literally one day, like, everything's going amazing. Like, the restaurant, we're, like, doing killing numbers, like, killing it in February. You know, we're getting ready to open another a second place. I don't know if you knew about that, but, um, and, you know, everything is just, like, the the record scratch, you know? Like, everything's going amazing, and, and no fault to your own, it's just gone, like, an atomic bomb hit it. Right. And, like we were talking about earlier, the recovery, you know, fortunately, fortunately there is light at the end of the tunnel, you know, we can see it. Um, yeah. See things. Obviously we still need to be vigilant and stay at home and protect ourselves and wear, wear our masks when we can't be socially distant. Um, but, you know, we see things kind of starting to arch towards a, a, a flattening. Um, but, you know, then, then there's the fear of a, of a recurrence because of all the idiots out there that are, you know, mm-hmm. congregating and protesting and, uh, you know, and uh, states like Georgia, who didn't even hit their peak, opened, reopened everything. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be really interesting to see. I mean, hopefully the resurgence isn't crazy. And, you know, we're not facing this again in November being like, oh, we got to shut everything down. Guess what, guys? You can't see your families for Christmas or, or Hanukkah. You know, it's like. Hey, my kids just this morning said, are we still going to have Halloween? Are we still going to have Christmas? It's, you know, my kids are a little, like a couple years younger than your kids. So they're kind of like, don't get it yet, you know, but I feel for everybody whose kids are kind of like, you know, are we going to have holidays ever again? <laughs> right. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's tough, you know, for us, my, my in-laws, my wife's parents, um, you know, they're older and, and they have, they have pre-existing conditions. So throughout all of this, we've been, you know, maintaining social distance from them. Um, and, and it's tough even with our quarantine, we've just still been doing it um, just out of, out of, uh, you know, heightened awareness for everything. And, and the kids, it's tough with the kids, you know? Yes. Yeah, so my parents are in Fall River, you know, um, yeah. and my kids go to their house every weekend. And so it's tough on the both of them. I think it's tougher for my parents because my kids are young and they kind of don't really realize it, but right. you know, they haven't seen my parents in at least six weeks. Right. Yeah. That's, that's a big uh, adjustment. 
and we're afraid to go see them. Obviously, you know, we're staying in quarantine and everybody's being as safe as possible, but who knows, you know, so you really can't, you really can't take any chances. <clears throat> um, right. Yeah. Cause both my parents have pre-existing conditions. I mean, I mean, after a certain age, you, I mean, I have two pre-existing conditions. So, you know, yeah, I guess we gotta be careful. We gotta still be careful, you know, um, what are the things you're looking forward to coming up in the next couple of weeks, next month? Uh, it's our anniversary. Uh, to, uh, Tuesday, whatever day May 6th is, is the anniversary of our marriage, my wife and I, Megan, and it will be 13 years of being married and about 20 years, almost 20 years of being together. Oh, that's amazing, dude. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Um, how's Megan doing through all this? Yeah, she's doing well. You know, um, there are certain times of the day, certain days that are tougher than others. I mean, it's, it's all around all around it's tough, you know, um, you know, maintaining a schedule and trying to get the, the kids focused. That's a big thing. We've been watching star Wars. We, the kids have been watching star Wars. Uh, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah. And now they're obsessed and they both want to be Darth Vader, um, for Halloween. <laughs> Do you guys have any Netflix binges that you're watching other than star Wars? Uh, we've been watching Shit's Creek, which oh, is I haven't watched that one yet. You like it? Yeah. It's a hilarious show. Um, and, uh, what else? And yeah, and with the kids, uh, start, we've been binging star Wars. Um, we're trying to do more meditation. We're trying to do more yoga and kind of take the time to do that. Um, and I've been taking really long walks. We've all been taking family walks and bike rides when it's nice outside. Um, this is, this is the, this is definitely the most amount of time I've spent home, obviously by far, because I'm, I'm usually on the road. Um, so I'm, I'm realizing, and we're, re we're realizing that I can do a lot of my work just from home. So what I think, you know, one of the bright features of, of what's happening is I'm probably going to spend less time traveling now and do more from home. Yeah. And that's great that I think we're all going to come out of this with some stuff, right? Some stuff that's going to be beneficial to our lives. Hopefully not much is going to be detrimental, but things like working from home and traveling less and you know, save more money, spend more time with our family, you know, cooking more, hopefully. Um, all right. So you, and you also have a backdoor space, outdoor space. So you're doing some gardening yet? Yeah. So we, you know, and I, and I see your posts and I take advice that you give online too, because you are a master gardener. Um, <laughs> I know. <laughs> and actually I could probably, I could use a little bit of advice. Um, I got some seeds in, and this is the first time I start um, crops and we're doing what we're going to plant way more. Um, you know, we've got uh, zucchini and broccoli and uh, tomatoes and herbs uh, and all, all sorts of things. So I, I'm assuming if I plant the seeds now, I'll need to start them inside until they sprout. And then once they sprout, I could put them outside. Uh, yeah, I think it's like, we're kind of on the borderline where it's getting a little, little late for that. I'm going to do some of that myself. And then some of the stuff I'm going to direct. sow. but if you look at the back of your packages for your seeds, you'll see, like, you can put these direct. sow in the ground, um, and they'll be cool. And then some other ones that definitely need to be started inside. Yeah. What I would do is I would start my seedlings, um, inside. And then once they get big enough, put them outside, but don't plant them yet. So you got to let them acclimate. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Right. You know, and once they're acclimated, then you can stick them in the ground. Um, I would just be, from my experience, uh, the hardest thing about gardening is, um, rodents like rabbits. Oh yeah. You know, and just like, you know, especially when you have seedlings, they love those things. Right. I planted no joke, a thousand 
um, sunflower seeds last year. Yeah. And I got like five sunflower plants. Really? Because my fence wasn't fortified and I was just being lazy about it. I was working all the time too. So it's kind of like, you only have so much time in, in life. Right. So you're sure, like, okay, I'm sure. going to do this. And I definitely think I've neglected my garden um, the last couple, last couple of years. And this year is definitely completely opposite. <laughs> okay. So I just made sure that my fence was good to go um, before I put anything in the ground this year. Yeah. All right. Um, and I also started like um, a little cold frame, which is you put some glass over the top of it. I'll send you some pictures of it. Okay. Um, so it's kind of good if you want to like grow kale or some leafy greens, you can start them early and they also go later in the year. So that's definitely what I'll be looking forward to this year. Later in the year is planting stuff inside those cold frames. So I'll have more greens later in the year. You know? Yes, I, I know. I saw on the packets uh, of the kale, we also have kale and spinach that you can replant them even through the winter. Um, one of our chefs had uh, kale growing in his yard this year and it overwintered and he just cut it down and used it now. And it was like amazing. Wow. That's crazy. So it's pretty cool. You know, I think like for me, I, I really like going outside and getting the gardening thing done and digging in the dirt. Yeah. We also have a bunch of wood. We had some trees cut down. Um, and so I'm going to try uh, splitting wood. Oh, be, I get a good pair of gloves. You got a good pair of gloves, gardening gloves. Yeah, I have gloves. I was told I should wear boots. Um, and I have a chopping block. My friend Noah, you know Noah, oh, yeah. um, in New Bedford, he lent me a chopping block, and and uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. I have, I have one more question before we got here. Brian Cast does say happy anniversary. Uh, hey, Geo Thompson says, "Hey guys." Hey Geo. Um, and uh, Jason Trenholm says, "Do you see the price of top shelf liquor and regular liquor going down as we begin to normalize again, or do you think drink prices will remain the same once restaurants reopen for dining?" I think drink prices will go up um, to compensate for the overhead, mm -hmm. uh, the, the potential overhead loss. And I don't, I don't think liquor bottles, I don't think liquor or wine or beer in stores will go down. I think it'll be the same or, or a little bit higher. Um, I mean, the prices have to go up. The prices in the restaurant business have, have had to go up for a long time and we haven't done it. Right. You know, yeah. especially, sure. especially when it comes to plated food that we're getting from local farms and like there's so much time and energy goes into this and the, and the margins are so small. And that's what led us to this problem where no one has any money saved. Right. You know, the, the cost of goods for cocktails, generally speaking, is about 20%, right? We try to, we always try to keep it at about 20%. And for food, the cost of goods is much higher, you know, over 50%. Um, so you're going to see that cost of goods for food try to go down. And the way that you do that is you raise the food prices. Yeah, it's, it's the only way. It's the only way. And I know it sounds unfortunate, but, you know, we got to do something to save us, save our industry when we get back, um, among a million other things, I'm sure. Right. Um, we have a we have Tris Hoover. She says, love your show, Chris. And thank you, Jonathan, for coming on today. My pleasure. Thank but, you. Uh, and I want to thank you so much. And hopefully we're going to get to hang out this summer. I know. I hope so. I mean, I have a mask. Um, <laughs> I have I have a mask. I, did you see my baby diaper mask? Where the hell did it go? What? Gross. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Oh, here it is. Hang on, hang on. Did you make it out of a baby diaper? Well, I went to the store the other day and I didn't have a mask, and I was like, "Shit, man, I'm the guy with no mask." And um, I usually like use a bar rag. Bar rags work rather well, actually. Okay. Um. Uh. So I was like, "But I do have a diaper." So I have, but it's it's not used. No, you didn't. It's it's a panda diaper. Oh god! And I got a little string on it here. I'll spell off, but uh, you know. Oh god! <laughs> I mean, it keeps the stink in, right? So. 
<laughs> so gross. Hey, what what in when in, in desperate times, desperate measures, paint a diaper mask. But uh, all right, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on today. And uh, yeah. you guys, go follow Jonathan, the cocktail guru, on Facebook and Instagram. I got his uh, stuff on our on our website, and and uh, maybe we'll share some more stuff later on today. And you got any good plans for the weekend? We're just trying to relax. Actually, you know, um, you know, Rebel Bagels in Providence. Sure. So I put in an order because I've been craving like bagels, lox, whitefish, uh, cream cheese. Oh. So, yeah, so they do curbside, you know, they've got curbside pickup. So it'll be my first time kind of venturing out of town and I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I put in an order. I'm going to go pick it up and bring it home. Awesome. I actually started making bagels myself. I saw, I'm curious. I'd like to try and make bagels. I'll send you the recipe. It's super easy. It's a little time Great. consuming, but uh, awesome, dude. Hey, thank you so much for coming on to the, to the show today. Cheers. Cheers. All right, I'm just going to hang on for one minute while we wrap up here and roll a clip. So, uh, folks, I am taking the week off next week. I really appreciate everybody watching for the last 20 episodes. Today is the 20th episode of Coffee Time Without Media. Can you guys believe it already? Four weeks have gone by and uh, taking the next week to book out a month or so. So if anybody uh, has an itch to be on Coffee Time, hit me up. And um, going to be playing some cool stuff coming up and uh, getting some of the old shows up on Instagram so people can see them all in there if they don't have Facebook. And uh, yeah, I just want to thank everybody so much and have a great May day and a great weekend. And I will see you on May, Monday, May 11th, I believe. Coffee time without me every weekday at nine. Won't you join me for a really fun time?